Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland. On Saturdays, about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the radio.com app, and 1080thefan.com. Hey, hey, happy Saturday morning. We're back. We're back. Ah, we're back. Sure got canceled last week because of weather or gravitational pull of the moon. That would probably be the worst or excuse. Swigard. If we got emailed that. If like, Yeah, if like we expected to come in like this week mm-hmm. and Bossman just emailed us and was like, you know, guys, the weather's gonna be terrible. Just just forget it. Hey guys, there's a lot of rain out there. I want you to be safe. Don't don't bother coming in. Just uh, stay home, stay dry. Especially if it was mild weather, because last weekend I believe was nice. It was. Yeah, perfect. Nice. Uh, you went to Central Oregon? I went to Bend, Oregon. Heard of it. Yeah, it was pretty great. What do you do in Bend if you do not partake in the Ale Trail? Well, it's kind of hard to partake in the Ale Trail right now, though it is possible because of COVID. Uh, uh, I didn't think You can't really, like, go into the tap rooms. Like, you can, but you have a long line to wait because they can only fit so many people into a room at one time. Um, and then Bend, they're super like strict about the COVID rules. They don't want you there. No, they don't. And yeah. we kind of felt bad going there. And then when we went on a hike, we went on a hike to Smith Rock. And um, there was a lot of people on that hike, like by the time we were finishing up. And we like picked our step up and got going because it got crowded. It was pretty bad. Nature is getting overwhelmed by COVID. That's one of the bizarre turn of events is you go to the great outdoors and you're like, yeah, this isn't so great. Let's get out of here. <laughs> That's so great. There's a lot. Anywhere you go to a popular trail, mm. packed. The funny thing is I went out and played golf last weekend at 
uh, Elk Ridge in Carson, Carson, Washington. Beautiful golf course. If you've never been, you've never been because you don't care about golf. I care about golf. In fact, I love Carson, Washington. Carson, Washington, beautiful. I've been there quite a bit, actually. One of my cousins lives there. Backwoods Brewing and Elk Ridge Golf Course. I don't have a cousin. I don't care. I don't really care. Carson, lovely. Washington side, Columbia River Gorge, uh, just down from the Bridge of the Guns. But you drive out there, you go past Beacon Rock, Mm. overflowing with people. Overflowing. Because the thing about Beacon Rock... There's no starter like there's on the golf course. Getting you out group by group, keeping you social distance. Golf greater than hiking for social distance in 2020. Isn't that bizarre? Um, yeah. It's where we are, though. Can I tell you about a guy I saw on my hike? Please do. Okay, so Smith Rock, if uh, people aren't familiar with it. It's a rock. It's a rock. It's the middle of the desert. It's a really big rock. It's not that big. Not as big as Beacon Rock. Look, I went down it to is Haystack a huge Rock. rock. No Haystack Rock. Look, I don't want to be throwing rocks right now, but this rock's bigger than your rock. My Beacon Rock. Yeah. From my story, bigger than your rock. Beacon Rock, second largest monolith in the world. Quick, power rank your best Northwest rocks. I go Beacon Rock, <laughs> Haystack Rock, right? Uh, rock around the clock. Okay, that's fair. And then uh, Smith Rock. Smith Rock's four. behind Rock Around the Clock. Yeah, not even not even in my top three. And it's probably three up from Monday, Tuesday, Happy Days. That's right. Okay, so I'm on this hike at Smith Rock, right? Fourth best rock in the Northwest. And I'm going up this thing. If you've ever been on one of the trails, it's called Misery Ridge. I've driven by Smith Rock yeah. several times. And gone, mm. ah, it'd be fun to hike. Never done it. So Misery Ridge is not even an incline they call it one but it's like straight up bro like you're Bird. climbing for one mile whoa and we get there pretty early okay uh what's pretty early to you 8 a.m we get on the trail at 8 a.m well there's not too many people there it's a weekend day we kind of are like okay well it looks like we beat the crowd and everything sure so we start on the trail and we're going up and we get about halfway through and like i said before not too many people on the trail at that time and as I make a turn around the corner, there's this guy wearing a suit in, like, New Balance sneakers climbing this thing. He's wearing a dress suit. Like a, a casual dress suit. A leisure suit? A leisure suit. Climbing what, this thing. What color, what color is the suit? It's, like, gray. Real? Uh, gray? Can't go with, like, like a... Dark gray, like a charcoal? Yeah, it's or like a light, light gray, gray with a white shirt. Button up. Fully buttoned? No, tie? he's three He's three butt down. Re- three buttons down. Maybe two. So he I didn't a, get a good look. Is because he showing his chesticles? I didn't get a good look. So we're right behind him, and he's going really slow. Is he there for an interview? <laughs> we're going really slow. And I kind of make a pass by him. And I look back, and this guy is pouring sweat. He's wearing a suit on a hike. He's, like, pouring sweat. And he's got this just agonized face on, making these noises, like, ah, ah. Just climbing up this damn trail. Jeez. And so we get past him, and, like I said, it's about a mile. And so we go maybe, like, another half mile until we get to the top. Yeah. And we find this family there who we start to kind of guess is probably 
this guy's family. And we're just kind of sitting there enjoying the view, and I overhear the family talking, and they go, well, we got to wait for Martin to get up. He's still climbing. <laughs> but here's the thing. Tell me more about Martin. The family was dressed in hiking clothing. Sure. So Martin showed up for a hike in a leisure suit. Martin might be a weird guy. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, who does that? Martin. <laughs> Obviously, you've answered your own question. It it actually ruined my hike. I'm not going to lie to you. It ruined your hike. Well, because I had to rack my brain the entire time like afterwards because I was like, why did he wear a suit? Did he know they were going hiking this morning? Did they all tell him they were going to wear suits and it was like a theme thing? Did they like <laughs> prank him? Like, hey, right, we're dressing nice for this hike, Martin. Wear your best suit. Really? Yeah, we're all doing it. And then he shows up like, you idiot, Martin. And he was wearing New Balance. See you at the top, idiot. Yeah. Can't, can't believe we razzed Marvin so hard. Martin. Martin. Did you change him to Marvin? What was his real name? It was, I think it was Martin. Okay. Why didn't you ask Martin? If you were a good reporter for this show, you should have asked Martin what the hell he was doing up there wearing a suit. You know I have no journalistic integrity. That's fair. I mean, come on. But the segment would be a lot better if you and Martin had a good conversation and he had a perfectly good reason to be wearing that suit. Well, to be quite honest, we were pretty weirded out by it. And yeah. uh, Megan, my wife, couldn't stop laughing. But it was, uh, it, it, it really, it caused a lot of questions in my world. Just why? Yeah. Couldn't tell you. My sister got me a Seahawks tie one year for Christmas, I think. I was like, what? I'm not going to wear a Seahawks tie. This is when I worked for the Marriott, and I wore tie, suit and tie every day. Did the tie said uh, bird's butts drive me nuts? Did not. No, it said Seahawks on it, and then had the Seahawks logo on it. Sorry, bad guess. <laughs> no, you're all right. But I didn't know when to wear the tie, so we went to a Seahawks game, so I just threw on a button-up shirt and this old crappy jacket, light blue with gold buttons on it that I wore for, like, a, a throwback uh, 70s party. Yeah. So I threw that on over and went to the Seahawks game. I got a lot of compliments in that outfit. I wonder if I would get the same compliments if I wore that hiking. What, like uh Still got the jacket. Your jacket, suit, and tie, and your Seahawks I, I, I tie? Didn't, I didn't go full suit, but, yeah, I went I went jeans and then the blazer with the big 70s gold buttons on it and then Seahawks tie and a nice dress shirt to a Seahawks game. Seemed to go over very well there. Really? Not the normal place. Oh, yeah, people, people dug the look. I don't know if it would work hiking. Maybe I'll try it next time I go. See, the weird part about all this, again, is that there was such a difference between what the family looked like at the top. Again, I'm telling you, they were all wearing hiking clothes, and they seemed like they were getting along and talking. And passing by this guy who just had this strained face and making these uh, these noises. I mean, they weren't really loud, audible noises. You, you heard them when you passed them, but they were like, ah. I think to be noises, they must be audible. I think that's what makes them noises. But the I fact that they're them. audible makes them noises. I couldn't hear them from on the turn. I got to get close to this guy. Yeah. Ah. You got close enough to hear his ah. groans, but not close enough to ask him, hey, Martin, why are you wearing a suit? Are you okay? Yeah. Everything all right there, bud? I don't know. You know, I think I would rather see Martin mm. rolling up in New Balance and New Balances and a suit mm. than the LL Bean family. Those people always drive me crazy. Where they've got like the hiking socks plus hiking boots plus their short cargo shorts that are clearly from some catalog just for hiking. 
the flannel shirt tied around the waist, the shirt that says, I love hiking, the day camel pack that they don't, not the all day pack, but like the light hike camel back water hydration system. Right. The hat that says hike if you like. And then <laughs> the, the sunglasses ah. with the strap around the back. So in case they fall, they don't go down the ravine plus hiking poles and special gloves to hold your hiking poles. I like I like Martin's style a lot better. I don't like the overdone hiker. That, I will tell you that, that drives me crazy. There is an art to looking like you're on a hike but not trying too hard. Because yeah. you're right. You're totally right. Yeah. You can you can do that. But the complete opposite of course is a suit. Is a suit. It's sure. Martin wearing a suit. Yeah. But then a little bit better but still horrible is dude who wears basketball shorts and a t-shirt wearing sneakers. That to me is like that is also the question. Did you know we were going on a hike today? So my my hiking <laughs> shoes, yeah, may surprise you. My Chuck Taylors. If I'm going if I'm going on a trail, dude, I'm good in those things. I'll See, wear flip-flops. they might mistake you as a hipster if you're doing that. See, yeah, well, you know what? Mistake me all you want. But I, the idea that you need especially on a well-designed trail like, dude, there's no point where I need special gear on my feet. I need special hiking boots that lace up halfway to my knee. Give me a break. <laughs> just saying. You don't like smug hiking guys. I do not like smug hiking guys. I can imagine your dad just crapping all over smug hiking guy. <laughs> With his cut-off sleeves yeah. on his flannel shirt. The hell you're doing here? <laughs> yeah, well, my dad also doesn't like practicing for hunting. So we, we went... What does that mean? So... We went shooting guns, and he's like, I'm fine. I'll, I'll shoot all hit So He took one shot, and he's like, hit the target. Good enough. He doesn't go hiking for, like, recreational hiking. He goes uh, hiking to find animals to kill. Is he like, where the hell are we going, and what are we killing? Yeah, exactly. He doesn't go for a hike. There, there's, there's two reasons for him to go walking through the woods. One is to find a stream or lake to go fishing. The other is to go find an animal whose carcass he will then take home to eat. That's dope. Yeah, that's what he does. But yeah, if he sees hiker guy, like the the most offensive thing in the world is if hiker guy, overdone LL Bean, perfectly quaffed hiking guy, showed up in the woods while he was hunting. That yeah, guy, that guy might take an arrow to the calf. And what I will say too is that guy has this ability to make you feel awful about not being outside on a nice day. Yes, and it's very subtle, but like. And I'm very guilty of this. I've done it, but I check myself now is the whole thing of like, you'll ask somebody either, you know, one of your friends that you're hanging out with, or like, I've done this to my wife where like, it's really nice out. And you'll say something like, gosh, the weather's so nice out. I feel like we should be out doing something. And I've been told that before immediately. I think, shut up. No, I don't. <laughs> Why are you making me feel bad about wanting to be indoors on a nice yeah. day? Indoor Indoors uh, are the... Pinnacle of society. Yeah. We worked. We worked for millennia. That's to, right. To build indoors. I can enjoy the sun from yeah. a window. Exactly. I can see it. Um, quick question: Do you have to wear spandex to ride a bicycle? Uh, well, it depends on what bike. If yeah. you're riding a ten-speed, yeah, you look Rid- ridiculous otherwise. Because <laughs> I think you look ridiculous in the spandex. Let's be honest, man. And do they make them that are not sponsored? Do they sell them without just logo soup and, and lettering all over them? Can you just buy, like, a black spandex outfit for your 
cycling needs. Look, or gray, let me tell you something. Silver. If you're going to wear biking spandex without a logo. Hot pink logo, neon green. All of those elements have to be on there somewhere. If you're going to wear one without a logo, well, guess what? I'm just calling you nuts. All right, Florida takes an early lead against number 21, Texas A&M. They're on the board kicking an extra point right now. Let's talk some college football. Let's talk some NBA. Let's talk some NFL. Let's talk some damn sports. We'll do it next. Hey, uh, Buck might come back and join us, too. He hung out for the for the golf show. Yeah. Uh, he might come back. So uh, you might get some Ryan Buckley. You might get some sports. Uh, but where do you want to start? Do you want to do that NBA thing? Did you see that? I did see that. and um, oh, Save it. I, I just oh, want to tease ahead. I think Danny Green has entered a category that you and I invented. The Jeff Green category? That was the friggin' tease, oh, dude. Oh, come on. We'll talk about it next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Welcome back, Center and Saint. Last night, the NBA was playing uh, in the bubble. Yeah. The NBA Finals are going on. This has been a fairly entertaining series. Before we get into last night's game... Is it just me, or is Jimmy Butler all of a sudden very likable? Oh, something you about didn't the, like him before this? Something about the bubble has made him insanely likable to me. I never disliked him, but I was kind of meh. Because he, 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 was, he was a Chicago Bull. Then he kind of bounced around. He did that little interlude where he went to Minnesota. Then he had a season in, in Philadelphia. Then he goes to Miami, but there's something about the bubble where he seems a little bit more unkempt than before. Where he hasn't shaved. He's just kind of a little more jovial. Showing up wearing Tyler Hero gear from his high school. There's something about Jimmy Butler in this environment that I just like him a lot more than I did before. I like Jimmy Butler the minute he had that Timberwolves practice. <laughs> Dude, that Timberwolves practice, though, I didn't see it, and none of us did unless you played on the team. That Timberwolves practice, to me, put Jimmy Butler in my I Will Love You Forever book. Only problem with that Timberwolves practice is, and and for anybody that doesn't know about the Timberwolves practice, basically what he did was he went, all right, Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, the rest of the starters, you guys go over there. I'm going to play with the end of the bench, and we're going to kick your ass. And then they did. Yes. So that destroyed them. Yeah. And dude, this has been Jimmy Butler like the entire time after that. Before this, there was always kind of rumors that Jimmy Butler was kind of the heart and soul of that Chicago team. It was kind of listless at that point just because Derrick Rose was entering his downslide. But you didn't really experience it after that. And now seeing what he's doing with the Miami Heat. You can tell this dude is about grit, and he understands how to win playoff games. You just have to put good players around him. And that's been the most unfortunate part about Jimmy Butler's career, in my opinion. Not only is he it, played with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Well, dude, and, that and doesn't. J.J. Redick. No, and, no, no. That yeah. doesn't guarantee success, and I think we've all found that out. No, I, I agree with that, but he also played with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Wiggins. And, and again, two bad situations where yes. you kind of you wanted to like Jimmy Butler. But you just couldn't quite – he was in two really bad situations with what we thought were good players. But he couldn't get those guys to actually go out and play the way that this team in Miami is playing. But the part that, that amazes me is, yes, we knew that he was tough. We knew that he was a very good player. He's a good two-way player. He also seems to really enjoy himself when he's not in 
Minnesota and Philadelphia. That's the part about maybe it's Miami. Maybe it's Spolstra, maybe it's, it's Pat Riley, maybe it's yeah. Roger. But he looks like he's having fun playing basketball. That's what's really enjoyable. I would attribute it to Spolstra, and I think Spolstra brings the best out of almost any star player that he's around. I know the sample size is a little small because you had three dudes all at once, and now you have Jimmy Butler because in between then, there really weren't too many stars that were in Miami. Well, but he had the Dwayne Wade Shaq championship too. That was Spo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no. No? I don't think Spo was Dwayne no. Wade Shaq. Let's look it up. Um, you can you can continue on your point. That that. Well, what I was going to say is that you know so I have, to, I have a contest who can look it up faster. We well again, this is why Googler needs to happen. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but you know, everybody kind of notices that when LeBron James went to Miami, it took a good year for him to actually shut up and like listen to Eric Spolster's coaching because LeBron James is notorious for kind of like shirking what his head coach wants him to do at a certain point. He'll listen, but then when it gets late in the season, he thinks he knows best. Eric Spolster was the only guy to get to LeBron James and show him with tape and with uh, data and with practice that, like, dude, you're a massive human being that has a wide skill set. Why don't you start posting people up? Like, you <laughs> notice that people double and triple team you at times. Like, you're an incredible passer. Why don't you just start posting people up constantly? Um, why don't you get better at the pick and roll? Because you do have Chris Bosch, who's incredible at shooting and rebounding. Um, and I, I think this same thing happened with Jimmy Butler, where Spolster said, look, dude, your best asset is being aggressive and driving to the hoop. Yes, you can shoot. And yes, I get it. You're trying to kind of go along with the modern NBA and be a better shooter and, you know, get those shots off of pick and roll. But dude, where Jimmy Butler has succeeded the most in this series and the bubble playoffs is just driving to the friggin' hoop. And I know that everybody says that that's just something that's totally in the past because of the Golden State Warriors or how successful the Houston Rockets have been until they're not in the playoffs. But it's true. If you have a great defense and you can score at the rim, then you're going to be a really good playoff team. And they've proven that. Now, they're kind of fighting back from the brink here. And after those couple of injuries in game one, I was totally ready to anoint the Lakers NBA Finals champions. Still kind of am. I'd like to see Dragic. I'd like to see Dragic get a chance to yes, play. I me mean, too. speaking of those injuries, and I mean, in tears, trying to get warmed up. Uh, Spolstra, not the head coach in who, until 2008. They won that championship in 2005. Who, who was their head coach? Uh, so that was Pat Riley. Damn, he was still coaching. So Stan Van Gutney was their head coach from 2003 to 2005. Pat Riley came in and was the coach. Uh, that won the NBA championship in one year. So he was the coach from 95 to 2003. Stan Van came in. Then Pat Riley replaced him in 2005 and coached them to the NBA championship. Spolster, of course, has been there his almost entire coaching career, and he's coming up through the ranks. But It's hard to compare and say who has a bigger mark on NBA or just basketball history comparing Pat Riley and Greg Popovich. What about Phil Jackson? Uh, I think Phil supersedes both those guys. Okay. Um, Phil Jackson to me, the other part about Phil Jackson is this, that I'll say Phil Jackson was never, uh, anything other than a coach. Yep. He tried to be, that's, and he really yeah. sucked at that. <laughs> um, so that's why I kind of lumped those two guys. Popovich has been the GM for the Spurs as well as the head coach. And Pat Riley is pretty much everything to well, basketball management. I, well, Pat Riley is everything to basketball. Pat Riley played in the 
what was it, West Texas mm. game against, he was on the Kentucky team that lost to the West Texas team, the first all-black team to win an NBA championship. And he was on, you know, the Adolph Rupp Kentucky team. Then he went and played in the NBA and was the kid with the slick back hair and, and you know, was the hot shot. Then he comes in, he's the hot shot coach of the primetime Lakers, and the, or the Showtime Lakers, not primetime, Showtime Lakers. And then he goes to Miami and reinvents himself as an executive. I don't know, man. That guy has done everything at every level. He's been fantastic. He's to me. I I think of him as kind of Mr. Basketball. Well, and also what I appreciate appreciate about Riley is the whole idea of consistency Mm -hmm. and just biding your time because I think he he's a visionary in a certain sense that he saw this all coming not of course not the coronavirus but he <laughs> saw the whole kind of formation of the eastern conference coming which was he saw that lebron james for a good decade and a half was just going to dominate the eastern conference and if he could wait long enough for the dude to either retire or to change conferences that would be his chance yep. and he saw that when he went to the lakers and he goes this is it the bucks aren't ready yet they're still a couple of years out the 76ers are a complete effing mess, and Boston can never get it done. So this is our chance right now. They went out and get Jimmy Butler. They surround him with a bunch of really great role players. Goran Dragic finally starts to kind of come into his own as a player, and they draft two dudes who are friggin' really good, and uh, one who's really good right now, the other one who was really good until he got COVID. So, yeah, I, I mean... I, 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 yeah, I take Pat Riley and the him versus Popovich who had a greater impact on basketball, but you can't go without saying that Greg Popovich was, you know, a seminal part of the two thousands. Yeah. There's, yeah. Well, there, there's no question. Great. But I, I look at Popovich, even though he has GM role, I still think of him as a coach and I put him behind Phil Jackson in that role. But sure. Pat, Pat Riley, I mean, I'm, I just pulled up his Wikipedia page to double check. Yeah, 10-year NBA playing career. Played for the San Diego Rockets, Los Angeles Lakers, and then finished out with the Phoenix Suns. Three years later, he's an assistant coach with the Lakers. He does that for two years. So his playing career started in 67 through 76. 79, he's an assistant coach with the Lakers. By 81, he's the head coach of the Lakers. Coaches for the Lakers, the Knicks, and the Heat. Those Damn. are his coaching stops. And uh, and then he becomes an executive in Miami. Like it just, Oh, yeah, I remember when he was Heat coach. Yeah, that was kind of the brawling Knicks. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, when he was the Knicks coach. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. The yeah. brawling Knicks when they were punching people and John Starks was, here's the air quotes, good. Well, and they went to an NBA Finals. Uh, yeah, I know. Wait, what was it about that year? Oh, right, no Michael Jordan. Yes. It, well, hey, they. I think they played against a very good Bulls team that year. But the... Uh, the fact that they went to an NBA Finals, he went to an, one NBA Finals with the Lakers, went to one with the Knicks, and won one with Miami as a coach. That's a pretty good, pretty good basketball life. Text line five zero three two five zero ten eighty. Somebody is uh, reminding us, which in fact I didn't know this. Eric Spolstra is a Jesuit high school graduate. He also went to University of Portland. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah, there you go. That's kind of weird. I wonder if Europe. Swag knows him. Did Swag go to Jesuit? Well, no, but he's had a connection with the University of Portland for many years. And I wonder if at some point their paths crossed. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they probably have. I know that uh, my friend Jason Bro is uh, one of the uh, part of the athletic department there, and he's met Spolstra a few times, I believe. What did he say it was like? He's just the best guy ever. I mean, he just walks around in a glow, and, uh, you know, you sweat just uh, when you see him. You're like uh, Martin in a full suit hiking. Just you perspire. Uh, Spolstra came up on uh, primetime uh, Thursday. 
when I was uh, hanging around here. And um, <laughs> when I was hanging around. Well, I had to do the recruiting show. Yeah, I was just loitering. When I was, uh, you know, uh, just kind of improperly social distancing. Kind of skulking around. Uh, Spolster's girlfriend, incredibly hot. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's not married. Uh, well, if it is his wife, then his wife is incredibly hot. Yeah, I, I believe she was a heat dancer. Oh, really? Yeah, I think she was a dancer for the Miami Heat. So this guy's just living the dream. Dude, he's living the life. He gets an NBA job that he gets to sit in for how many years, and then he meets his wife as a dancer? Yeah, and who's his mentor? Pat Riley. Eric Spolstra. Perfect yeah. life. It's so Perhaps. far, so far, so good. Yeah, well, and I think his, his playing career, he went Jesuit to UP and then played in Europe for a while and then took a job cutting tape for the Miami Heat and has never left. It's not bad. It's not bad. Hey, let's talk some football. It's 7-7 right now uh, for Florida, number four, and Texas A&M, number 21. Well, let's get to some other scores here in a uh, what we call a sports interrupting. Well, the college football season trudges on. Uh, Baylor... I believe canceled their game this week because of uh, the COVID. Is the, that what it was? Yeah. So COVID-19 is a virus uh, that has caused a global pandemic. And okay. so the reason everybody's wearing those masks. All right. Yeah, uh, I've, I've heard something about that. Not new for college football, but the NFL, We, you and I have not really talked about this. We have had the big outbreak affecting the NFL, and that's the Tennessee Titans. But the news today is that no more new positive tests for the Titans or Patriots. And the Jets are clear to resume practice after a bit of a COVID scare as well. Did you predict the Titans were going to be the ones? Did you watch the virtual NFL draft this year? Yeah, I did. Do you remember Mike Vrabel's setup at home? Uh, not quite. Remember his kids just hanging out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looking all bizarre. Rumors that they were catching somebody in a reflection pooping in the background. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now I remember. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. guy's leading the Titans organization. Yeah. Now well, are, that's what happens now when are you, you surprised? bro out. Now are you surprised? Uh, yeah, still, because I my first one, I, I said the Jags. I was totally predicting the first one to get it. And it wasn't so much about their tomfoolery as an organization, but uh, the fact that they were in Florida. The fact that they have Gardner Minshew on their roster. You're trying to trying to say something about the Minch? Yeah. He's carrying the Rona on his stash. He gets little Rona particles on his uh, little snail, his little snail hair lip. Snail hair lip? Yeah, his little that, stashy. Is that a thing that we call it? Yeah. I don't think it is. Um, I called the Jags. So I you, thought the Jags okay. are Tampa Bay. T- Tampa, okay. Well, I, I would have said Miami Dolphins if you're going to pick a Florida team, especially since did you see that their governor said, yeah, you guys are good to have 65,000. Do it. Did you see that? No. DeSantis. DeSantis has come out and DeSantos. Am I saying it wrong? DeSantos? Well, I'm saying it with an Oregon accent. Ron DeSantis. DeSantis. Uh, so, yeah, the governor of Florida said, yeah, you guys are good. You want to have uh, 65,000 people go nuts? Luckily, the Dolphins said, yeah, we're good with the 13. Yeah. Probably Try, pushing it a little bit. Trust me, governor, we couldn't get 65,000 people in this stadium. <laughs> See, that's why the Dolphins watched our football team. We're starting Ryan Fitzpatrick. See, that's why the Dolphins, I didn't think, would get it. Because not enough people want to be around them. At least the Jags, there's this uh, morbid curiosity. Like, what the hell's going on over there? Uh, What kind of penalties do you expect 
from the NFL for the Titans for going out and having an unsanctioned practice and then having the largest outbreak in the league. Cash. That's it. Just cash? Yeah, that's it. Cash. No draft picks? No, no nothing? No, 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 no. Really? Yeah, of course. Just cash. Straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie. Look, if you start to do draft picks or you forfeit games or you do anything like that that's consequential to uh, television revenue uh, to teams getting team owners getting pissed off at uh, Roger Goodell, you start to set a precedent. And so let's say that the, um, you know, let, let's say they punish them by your suggestion, right? They you say, okay. Well, they've taken draft picks from the Patriots and it sure. hasn't hurt their product. Okay. But this is going to be something that's going to happen again. I'm quite sure of it. There, there's a Teams difference are, between having, like, the Patriots are going through this right now where they're missing their starting quarterback. Yeah. They're going between Brian Hoyer, Hoyer and Jared Stidham. Yeah. Instead of Cam Newton. So, yes, this will happen. Stephon Gilmore, the second player, their best defensive player. So their best offensive and best defensive players are both out. Yeah. But they didn't go then and have an, a practice at some off-site where go, yeah, our facilities are closed. Let's go practice and then turning into this huge outbreak. But that's what I'm saying. That is going to happen again. Really? Yes. It will definitely happen again. Dude. This feels it, very lesson learned. No, it's not. And why would you think the NFL would learn its lesson on anything? They don't. They literally don't follow the rules that are put in place for themselves because they know there's not hard consequences. And for that's things. why you need consequence for this. If you're going to get through. You do, but you're going to set a precedent where then when other teams do this. They're going to claim ignorance, and then when you throw the penalty on them, they're going to throw up a huge friggin' huff about it. I think this is just going to be cash. I really do think mm. so. Because I think that the owners have Roger Goodell by the balls. They know it. They know that all they have to do is just say, look, dude, you friggin' uh, cut into either our draft picks or our advertising revenue by telling us we have to give up a game, and we'll friggin' vote your ass out. Yeah, dude, he is a slave to those owners. I, I'm I, telling I you. get that. But I I also think that if the other team, if, if the rest of if the choice is between penalizing the Titans by having them forfeit games and or lose draft picks versus realigning the rest of the schedule for the rest of the teams, then you have 31 owners that are like really we're going to push this thing out till March. You're going to make the whole league take a two-week hiatus mm. so everybody can get clear. These idiots went out and had a practice when the rules were explicit that they needed to. They already had the Rona, and then they went out and decided to have a little grab-ass party at yeah. a high school and, <laughs> and chuck the ball around the yard because they needed to be ready for their next game against the Bills, and then the whole friggin' team got it. Yeah, penalize those morons. You dumb kids. Exactly. And your friggin' grab ass. <laughs> I love it. And you know what, too? The the video from it or the uh the stills from it. Yeah. It it does look like a, a session of grab ass. It's, it's not a practice. That's what it is. It's just some dudes throwing the ball around, kind of chasing each other. The yard. <laughs> it's just dudes playing tiddlywinks chasing each other. Yeah. 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 That th that's one of the dumber things that I've I've heard throughout the return to sports is that the Tennessee Titans got their facilities shut down. They're like, ah, it's going to have our own little practice. Dude, you can't just do, listen, Tannehill, go in the backyard, have one of your kids pull the tire swing, swing it back and forth. Try to see if you can chuck the ball through the tire swing on your tree. 
I mean, he, he doesn't even really have to do that. It's not like he has to throw like, that. Whatever, dude. Like, you don't just stay in shape. Go home, stay in shape. What'd you do all summer? You don't need to go and have a super secret practice when somebody on the team's already got the Rona and let's go give it to everybody. And that's exactly what happened. That was pretty epically stupid. And when, as soon as that happened, the first image that popped in my head is Mike Vrabel standing there with his two kids looking like cigar store Indians, arms crossed in the background, dressed like morons, and then the third one pooping in the background. I was like, nice job. Nice job with the leadership. You think that guy, former linebacker, went, hey, guys, eh, go figure it out. Get some practice in. We need to put in our offense for the Bills next week. Shut up. Let me tell you something, Luke. See, this is exactly why you never got into the league, because you don't have that extra gear to break the rules. Yep, you're right. It's this right here. It's my rule following. That's it's what your got me rule in trouble. following yep. that, you know, if you would have followed Mike Brable's <laughs> example – and got totally beefed up after your NFL career and do wind sprints before games and just bro the F out. Rules. We don't need that. Look, if you're going to cough, I don't want to hear it. Cough in my mouth. Let's go play football. Cough in his mouth. Everybody cough in our mouths. Let's go play football. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they, they F that up pretty good. They've turned into that team. They are now in yeah. my mind. That, but listen, what what's their whole team identity? Dude, we can win with Tannehill. We got Derrick Henry. Run that guy over. <laughs> this is good deal. Text line 503-250-1080. Titans should get fined $118 million over the next four years. Oh, wait, that's Ryan Tannehill's contract. <laughs> they already did. All right, very good deal. Uh, let's do some good versus evil, shall we? That's next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, what has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. You know, based on the things that have gone on with Dwayne, based on his development and where he is, um, it's, we're better off putting the ball in the hands of guys that know our system, a uh, guy that's been in our system for three years, uh, backed up by a guy that's been in the system before and, and is a little bit more accomplished quarterback. This is not a... That's a guy who would look completely different without glasses on, Ron Rivera. Dwayne Haskins is done for now as starting quarterback for the Washington football team. Head coach Ron Rivera demoted the sophomore QB, not just behind starter Kyle Allen, but also behind spaghetti noodle leg man Alex Smith whose return from a compound fracture in his right leg required him to get 17 surgeries. Has Riverboat Ron yanked Haskins too soon? No, I don't think so. If if you have a, a team that you believe can win now, you need to go out and try to win. I think that Washington's a little bit better than we expected. That defensive front is gnarly, and that division's awful. If you, if you have a chance to go and win your division, even if it's at 7-9 and nine, and get into the playoffs, get out there and start winning. Uh, I think if the team were a little bit worse, yeah, you can stick with it. My question is, do you think Alex Smith gets a start this year in the NFL? I mean, you called him spaghetti noodle leg man. 
that would be one of the more unbelievable comebacks, and it sounds like he's only a play away. So yeah, I knew we needed a chunk. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, I knew we needed a chunk, and I was thinking about more yardage, and then, uh, you know, it was just it was bad execution. I mean, I had a great opportunity there, so just didn't, uh, didn't execute when we needed to. That's guy that kisses his son on the lips, Tom Brady. The golden boy had himself an embarrassing moment this past week with the Bucks down by one against the Bears Thursday night. One minute to play. He threw an incomplete pass 20 yards down the field. Uh, you know, at some point that doesn't seem like a big deal, except it was fourth and six. And, uh, you know, he didn't know need 20 yards. He didn't know it was fourth down. Tommy's reaction seemed to indicate he just did not even realize it was fourth down <laughs> afterwards. Is this a sign of regression or do you think just an honest mistake from a guy who's played many downs? Uh, honest mistake from a guy that's played many downs. Uh, the other problem there uh, that might be the sign of regression is that, oh, he threw four co- consecutive incomplete passes and then uh, was ready to line up and throw a fifth if it were available to him. So, yeah, the the other question that I have about these uh, Buccaneers is at first I didn't think much of it, but every single week, every single conversation, it always comes up that Bruce Arians and Tom Brady might not like each other very much. And he left the friendly confines of New England where he had the greatest coach of all time and potentially the greatest relationship between coach and quarterback of all time because he wasn't having fun anymore. And now he goes down to Tampa Bay where, guess what? Football's not always fun. You can't just go into a new place and expect it to be rainbows and kittens and uh, Bruce Arians' uh, known red ass and soon-to-be guy that dies on the job uh, might not be that fun to play with either, especially uh, when you're, what, 2-2 and to start the season? Uh, How you adjust for uh, efficiencies and inefficiencies. And so uh, it's a team within a team. And it's, uh, when it's working, it's magical. Uh, it's uh, uh, obviously uh, has... Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> That's a man who looks like what would happen if one of the original California Raisins got a reverse Michael Jackson surgery, Jerry Jones. Okay, are you ready to hear a joke? Yes, please. The NFC East. Ah! Football's most atrocious division is now 3-12-1 so far this season. They're just one tie off of a historically bad start from what was the AFC Central's 3-13 and record in 1984. Ooh. Should the NFL do away with the guaranteed division winning playoff spots? No, that's stupid. You don't play enough common opponents anywhere else in the league. Everyone plays a very similar schedule within the divisions. If you get matched up against two divisions that are better than you, then it's going to be difficult to get a lot of wins. I've said this again and again. Unless you have a even strength of schedule with the rest of the league, uh, records don't really matter. You have to make the best of what you have in front of you. The NFL does a great job making the schedules fairly universal for teams within the division, but outside of the division, it's kind of a, a mix. So, no, shut up with that. Okay, cool. I guess you're good with the Redskins in the playoffs then, right? Yeah, actually, I, w- I, I, <laughs> I am. You know what? You you can add that extra wildcard team, and then only one team gets a bye if you want to get more teams in there. That I'm fine with. But I, the, the, you have to have a division winner. You play six games against your own division. Somebody needs to get in. All right, time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from Texas. I'm excited. Okay. Headline. Drunk man 
has 13-year-old drive him to get ice cream? Sounds very Texas. Have you ever been to Texas? I have. I've been to El Paso. Uh, well, then you know the wide open part of Texas that I'm thinking about. If he's in El Paso, are you worried about a 13-year-old getting out on the roads and getting mucked up and all that traffic? Now, this is going on in Lubbock. Okay. Javier Edward Martinez Aguilar, 42, of Lubbock, has been indicted on a charge of endangering a child, a criminal neglect. According to the police report, uh, police pulled over a vehicle for a traffic stop. The officer asked the driver for his license and uh, proof of insurance, and the 13-year-old told the officer he didn't have a license. Sure. That doesn't bother me. The officer asked why she was driving, and she said that she was driving a family member to get ice cream because he was drunk. Yeah, Lubbock is, uh, I'm in the middle of nowhere. This is just my guess. I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw out my hypothesis here. Is uh, this 13 year old probably don't, drives farm equipment at some point? During, yeah, during I would guess that's probably the case. Not the first time that she's driven a truck, and uh, was perfectly comfortable doing so. So the question I send back your way: Would you rather have a drunk man driving with a 13 year old passenger, or a 13 year old driver with a drunk passenger? I kind of like it this way better. I do, too, and the reason being is that I bet she drove, like, insanely slow. Or or has, has had experience driving. I know that my, I think it was my great uncle moved from Montana or Idaho, Wyoming, wherever the hell he moved from when he was a kid, but he had to wait two more years to get his driver's license because he had a driver's license at 14 in whatever his home state was and then moved to Washington It was 16, so... That story, I'm sure I have most of the facts incorrect, except for he crossed state lines and then had to wait to get a driver's license. So it wasn't always 16. It wasn't universal. There are parts of rural America where kids drive farm equipment. It's not that weird. Did you drive before your learner's permit? Um, I, I'm sure I drove tractors. I had a, a girlfriend at the time who uh, came over to my house, and she was like, 14 years old, and she was driving her parents' car. Yeah, there you she go. She was like, hop in. And I was like, uh... <laughs> And you didn't? I didn't know. What? You loser. Let me tell you something. If you knew how this girl's life ended up, you would have made the same decision. Well, hey, listen, I'm not talking about you spending the rest of your life with her. I'm spending. I'm talking about you have. spending one wild afternoon with her. Let me tell you something. That's what we might have told our kids if I would have gone in there that day. I met mom when she came and picked me up. <laughs> I met. That was the minute I knew. That she was pregnant. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa. That's a big sweater. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, man, I'm we going to have a kid. A, we went for a drive down to the down to the waterfront there, and uh, that's where we made you, son. Yeah. And I got really excited until she pulled her sweater up, and I was like, oh, damn. I'm 14. <laughs> how, did, how did this happen? Crap. How did I get her pregnant right now, right here, and she's already showing? Yeah. Ah. What the heck? Yeah, but that would have been the day that, yeah, you, you guys became parents. Sure. Sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I got no problem with that. I've got no beef with the 13-year-old driving. That's a wonderful story. I'm, I'm sorry. that she did. Who got the ticket? The drunk old man. Uh, I'm going to guess probably the drunk man. Yeah. I think in that instance, if you're a cop, you can't. Yeah, the 13-year-old doesn't get... 13-year-old gets off scot-free. Yeah. Yeah, this is all a good. A little slap I, on the I wrist. Like every, I like everything about that story. Thank you for bringing that. Oh, you're very welcome. I appreciate it. I'm, you're very welcome for me bringing you a story about a 13-year-old yeah. driving a drunk family member to get ice cream. Again, much. It's a, this is a much better story than drunk man driving with 13-year-old passenger.
Well, that I wouldn't have told you that one. I know. And it also probably wouldn't have made your ears perk up when you heard it or your eyes perk up when you read it. They would your have perked, perk but up. in a bad way. Well, yeah. But, like, oh, yeah, yikes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, there's your good versus evil. That is uh, brought to you by 808. They are open for takeout and delivery. Go to ate-oh-ate.com for menus, hours, and locations. All right, hour two coming up. We have not talked a whole lot of NFL matchups. We have not talked a lot of college football matchups. And we didn't really talk about last night's game between the Heat and the Lakers. There is plenty to do, but I kind of want to start with guys getting suspended. You see Ian Rappaport and one of the reporters for the Seattle Seahawks both. They'll be sitting out a little bit. We'll talk uh, broadcasters behaving badly and other sports Nugs, it's hour two coming up next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 